Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. Here we go, folks. Welcome to Catholic Stuff. Father Nathan. Father Michael. Oh. What is that sound? I think I'm moving the mic too much. No? You're moving the mic too much. No, I'm not. I'm moving the mic too much. Yeah, you're moving the mic too much. You probably can't hear that. It's just coming through on the headphones. We are in the lovely uh, rectory of Holy Protection for one of the, quite possibly one of the final recordings um, here. Oh, in the Bef- ghetto studio. In the gestudio. <laughs> gestudio. Um, yeah, so Father Michael might be moving up to Arvada. Yeah. The rad Arvad. Uh, to come to St. Joan of Arc Rectory, which has been recently remodeled. We might have no banter because we will be talking every day now if we live together. So, uh, Mike and John always have banter. That's true. They've they always do. got something. That's true. But it's a, always a little less because John tries to limit it. Well, some people will be just fine with having less banter, actually. <laughs> yep. Yep. Met a few of those people this weekend. Uh-huh. Um the uh yeah so shout out to general gerber construction um mm. so he my deacon deacon joe gerber he has his own construction company and uh they are nearing the completion of wayne manor is this nepotism um <laughs> it is only in the fact that he is very generous with his with his time okay um, so right. we are paying him Right. Um, but he could have charged us an exorbitant amount, even more. Okay. I mean, not an exor an exorbitant, but like it would have been, it would have been even more. Yeah. So, anyways, that is nice to have that. He's a good man. Absolutely. So uh, Wayne Manor, folks, actually got a coat of paint called Gotham. Ooh. Sinead Selesky was not happy with me because I chose many of my color selections based on names, not on color. Superheroes. Well, yeah. I mean, it made perfect sense. Like, you're, if you're going to have if you're going to have Wayne Manor and you have the opportunity to paint at Gotham, right? Like, you got to do it. You got to do it. Yeah. I mean, if it was like Aunt May's house and there was a color called like Spiderweb, right? You would do it. You know. Um, well, but, you know, it's, it's like. It's like, you know, women, okay, this sounds totally sexist. Some women I know will root for sports teams based upon the color of the uniforms. Or, or, (laughs) you're you're mansplaining again. Yes, uh, not again. That was the other (laughs) front of my. Some women I know, and I'm sure some men too, choose. I, I take okay. So to 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 not make myself sound sexist, I chose when I was a kid. I grew up up in Albuquerque, New Mexico. We didn't have any any professional sports teams that 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 were major league. So uh-huh. I rooted for the Steelers. Why the Steelers? Because I liked the color of their uniforms, black and gold. Black was, and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. Black yeah, and why yellow. The, that song is black and yellow? But it's isn't it black and gold? Yeah, they're black. Yeah, and it's gold. black and gold. But anyway, um, so yes, so black and gold. Oh, okay. I'm just turning it's it okay. down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I just thought it turned off for a second. Um, so black and gold w- looked really cool. And so I, I had football cards, and I liked really liked the black and gold. So when I was young, um, I chose for the so Yes, everybody does it, but it's like that. So if you, if you had a wife that was not the church, she might choose colors mm-hmm. based upon sure. 
I'm going to stop now because I'm realizing just how. My mom, I'm digging my, myself I'll, deeper. I'll, you, I'll, I'll get in the get in the pit with you. My okay. mom, my mom chose, um, my mom chose certain uh, teams for the NCAA tournament based solely on the mascot, and uh, she right, she right. picked the uh, Southern Illinois Salukis because she was like, "That's a very pretty dog." Okay, and actually, <laughs> that year they went to the Elite Eight. Oh my gosh, and she won the bracket. Oh my gosh. So, uh, quick story. Um, my speaking of my mom, she uh would take me shopping at Sears because back in the day, like the mall was a little too far, so we'd oh, go to Sears, okay. Um, which is now the Denver or the Decatur Public Library. Okay. But uh, Sears, the downstairs, I'd have to ride the escalator down. That was the men's section, okay. They had the men's section along with lawn and garden, okay. Brilliant, guys <laughs> can just go down there, they're you know, ladies can look at housewares right. or whatever. Um, and the guys could just be down there. So you are then, definitely jumping in this with me right now. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> my mom said, you know, you need to get stuff for school. You need to get your back-to-school clothes. So uh, go and choose, you know, your back-to-school clothes. And it would be helpful, as my dad said, if you chose your friend Clarence, which is their way of saying clearance. Oh, okay. Um, so, like, become <laughs> friends with Clarence. Okay. Clarence is our friend. So right. look on the clearance rack. So I look on the clearance rack, and I find this shirt. It is a shirt of a um, of an elephant jumping out of what looks like the shirt is torn. Oh, looks okay. like it's coming at you. They used to have those for the Miami Hurricanes back okay. in the day. This was uh, for Alabama. I was going to say, And I type, said yeah. to myself, <clears throat> well, University of Illinois football team is really bad. I mean, we oh. were really bad. We went like 0-12, okay. 1-11, 2-10, 0-12, like... I was like, I'm tired of ruining for the you know University of Illinois football team. Yeah. Love the basketball team, didn't like the football team. So I said, I'm going to pick another team. So I chose oh, Alabama. Wow. Do you realize? Profit. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I became a Roll Tide fan. Okay. Uh, whenever I was like, I don't know, like ten or eleven years old, just because mm. the the shirt fit me because it was in the husky section. Okay. Um, and uh, <laughs> the um. And so, yeah, I just, you know, kind of... And then it, they hired Mike Shula. Mike Shula's a Catholic. I was like, that's cool. Okay. And then they hired the man, okay, Coach Saban. Right. And Coach Saban uh, has won multiple national championships, and it's been a great time to be an Alabama fan. Yes. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Shout out to Skip and Trish Galley. Anyways, I just found out that Coach Nick Saban... Goes to daily mass every day. Every day. Wow. And he eats an oatmeal cream pie for breakfast every morning. (laughs) And I'm like, how do I get on this schedule? How do I get on this mass schedule? Because I'm I'm willing, I'm willing to to drive down to Tuscaloosa. Okay. You name the time, Coach Saban, (laughs) and I will bring the jumbo. The giant oatmeal cream pies, and I'll say mass for you. And like we can eat them like an hour and one minute before mass, and the minute mass is over, like I'm all about it. Okay, I'm sure he observes the uh, Eucharistic fast as any good daily oh, yeah. mass Catholic would. Yes. Oh yeah, roll tide. Yeah. <laughs> so I was. This is so funny. So I, I was riding my bike the other day, and I saw um, a license plate that said. Um, uh, it, it, I can't. I think they had a 
like a vanity plate or whatever, but it was Go Tigers, G-E-A-U-X, and then they just put Tigers next to it. For LSU, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I almost knocked on their window and just go, roll tad, and just bike (laughs) off. (laughs) But I didn't. My question for you is, have you been on your scooter again? I did. I I got on it the other day, and I started having PTSD. Okay. <laughs> I seriously did. I, I was going at like maybe two miles an hour. You yeah. could have walked faster than I, I was scootering. I bet. But can we just focus for a second? I mean, if Sorry. anybody yes. in listener land knows Coach Saban okay. and can get him a message <laughs> that I legitimately support the Tide, being an Illinois boy and somehow got connected to Alabama, and am a Catholic priest in good standing and am obese and love oatmeal cream pies, <laughs> that's all he needs to know. <laughs> Is is he on Twitter? Because that's that's like, I, I've I've chatted with some celebrities on Twitter before. Oh man, I have, dude. His his press conferences are priceless. And now I can't even remember his name. Who was the Who was the coach of the Colts for years? Under he, Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy. I like. I was walking down through downtown Denver, just taking a study break. I was at the coffee shop. I'm walking around and I look up, and Tony Dungy is just walking right past me. And it was right before. Like maybe what five years ago when when Denver hosted the uh, NFL opener, and so I just as I'm walking, I jump on Twitter and I just tweet him, and I'm like, I think I just passed by Tony Dungy walking to downtown Denver, and he immediately tweets me back, "Yeah, great city." I'm like, "What? Twitter's amazing." Yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna look up your. Um, can I ask why you just didn't say, "Hey, Coach Dungy"? Because like, I didn't know if it was him. I mean, I, like it, it, it caught me off guard. The other shout I want to give is to the Cardinals coach. I, I've i never liked a coach more than some of the players, but the new coach of the St. Louis Cardinals, Coach Mike Schilt, mm. is the man. I love watching his press conferences. Mm. I find them extremely entertaining, and he just looks like a total dude who knows everything about baseball, just chit-chatting right. about it. Nice. And I'm like, man, this guy's great. You know, even going back to the, like the uniforms thing, we def I I definitely we just chatted earlier about liking teams or at least wanting to say mass for teams because they have some Catholic in a prominent role in the team. So, oh, yeah. like we, we get emails in the Archdiocese of Denver, hey, you know, right. Charges are in town, Seahawks are in town. Who wants to say mass for them, right? And so it's the first to respond gets True. to say mass for them. It's a lot of yeah. you know everybody, but who are you saying you wanted to you want to say mass? So for them? I'm. I have tickets to the San Diego Chargers game, yes. and I know that uh, Philip Rivers yeah. is a faithful Catholic, Very Catholic, pro-life, and you know, super awesome. And uh, if they ha- if they need a priest for that, I want to already sign up for it. And I am almost now rooting for the Pittsburgh Pirates over the Colorado Rockies to make the playoffs because of Trevor Williams. I know he's a fan of the podcast. He yeah. listens. Yeah, go Pittsburgh Pirates. Like, Trevor I, Williams did wear my mullet mask. Yes, he did. <laughs> but like, I mean, I'll cheer for the Pirates if they're playing anybody else but the Cardinals. Did Did Andrea post that? Did she post the picture of him wearing your mullet yet. mask? She just sent it to me. Okay. So anyway, so yes, I I got I convinced Trevor to wear your mullet mask. That was pretty cool. It was pretty. cool. I was jealous. All right, we gotta get we gotta get on top. Yeah, we we got oatmeal okay. cream pies. Fine, we got yeah. shout outs. We got like you know Christmas wish lists. All right, here we go. Um, what's your? This is the topic. What's your policy on um, talking to people on airplanes? 
What do you do on airplanes? Uh, totally day to day. Like some days, I'm mm-hmm. just like I've had some of the best evangelical conversations on airplanes, mm-hmm. and and some days I just absolutely need to sleep. And I I am guilty. I this this I should confess this. I am guilty of sometimes wearing civvies on an airplane to avoid conversations. Oh, I do that deliberately. Uh, but like, like I, oftentimes I want to have a conversations, but so I will, I'll wear my clerics and I, I like it. I like the conversations because some of the best, I mean, you have a captive audience, mm-hmm. but there are some days I have a really bad habit of, of, of not sleeping the night before I travel True. at all to yeah. get things done. So, cause I know I can sleep on the plane cause I sleep very well on planes, but that, that's when I'll just wear t-shirt and jeans and like, you know, be some, some guy drooling on himself Incognito. during the flight. Yeah. Ordering your third vodka tonic. <laughs> exactly. Just shaking the glass with the stewardess. <laughs> hey, yeah, another. Make it a double. I got a coupon. Star flight attendant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what was the what's been the best conversation you've had on an airplane? Do you remember? Um or like my most memorable. The most memorable was before I was a priest and I was a seminarian and I was flying back from Prague. I maybe even shared this before because it's hilarious, and I prayed to sit next to a pretty girl. I prayed like I had never prayed before. I was like, there's like a 10-hour flight. It'd be so nice to sit next to a pretty girl. Again, I was in seminary. I was not made any promise of celibacy yet. I don't know if that makes it sound any better, but anyway. 400-pound dude. No, it was this amazingly pretty girl, like beautiful, gorgeous, sat down next to me. And we got in this big, long conversation for hours hours and we talked and the food came and i in my head said i don't want to break up the conversation by saying grace right now so i said grace in my head and then ate the food chatted with her after a couple more hours of great conversation then she says so what do you do and I'm not going to lie. I say, I'm, in, I'm studying theology. Why are you studying theology? Well, it's because I'm in seminary. I'm studying to be a priest. And I'm just, uh, whatever, I need to be honest. Right. And so she says, well, you must not be a very good Catholic because you didn't say grace. Wow. And I was like, oh, snap. And I was like, I promise you I prayed in my head. I promise you I did. And she just like, she exactly what you're doing right now, just kind of this disappointed nodding yeah. of the head. Anyway, she said she was Catholic too. And I was like, I didn't see you say grace either. And then she admitted the same thing. We were in the middle of another conversation. And so we both just prayed in our head instead of out loud. So it was a very vulnerable moment for both of us. But of course, after saying I was a seminarian, and I had already discerned celibacy I had. And it was just like, well, okay, now we can can stop. (laughs) Stop having any tension whatsoever. So that's probably the most memorable, even though it's not that helpful to uh, that's me funny. being a priest or anything <laughs> just thinking about it now i had a crazy conversation with a lady on an airplane um flying into bloomington okay. was the, i think it was the first time i ever flew into bloomington illinois and it, it just comes out that she is she's catholic mm-hmm. and um and she goes to the same parish, I think, or something that my sister goes to. And uh, I just say to this lady, can you give me a ride? Whoa. Okay. And she's just like, yeah, sure. Nice. Like, total random dude. 
Total yeah. random dude. She doesn't know me from anybody. I could have said I was Catholic, whatever. She gave me a ride to my sister's house. Nice. And I was like, what a sweet old lady. Yeah. I was like, I could have been a, a violent felon. Right. Um, and she was just super cool. You have a very snuggly mullet. That's I think. It's no, this is long before that. Oh, the other okay. thing was my one of my favorite flights was I flew to the Sikh conference in Dallas Fort Worth, and I, like you, I stayed up in, oh, all yeah. the night before, yeah. and that was the one where my dad dropped me off at the airport, okay. and I decided to sleep at the airport, which is a horrible yeah. idea, absolutely horrible idea unless you have a sleeping bag pad yeah. uh earplugs and uh, one of those masks yeah you will not sleep at all and as it turned out at st louis airport they were doing testing uh on their emergency broadcast system oh no so it would just go like meep, meep. this is a test <laughs> of the of the tsa you know like emergency system this is just a test meep, meep. for like it would go off every, like, probably half hour. Ugh. And then this creepy lady started talking to me about the Beatles. <laughs> and I was like, just get away from me. So anyways, I get on this flight. I'm okay. so thankful that I'm actually, like, away from the sounds or whatever. I fall asleep from the second I get into my chair. Nice. Until, like, like there, the lady made me uh, put my seat up. Somehow it got down in the middle. Oh. Um, and uh, I wake up and... And uh, as as the planes passing over the Cotton Bowl, and mm. it had the two teams that were playing, um, like their two um, oh the names yeah. yeah their names of the things. I was like, oh cool, it's the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. And then we literally went over that, landed, got off the plane, felt like a million bucks. Nice. So yeah. Anywho, I want to talk about two conversations that I had on the plane Sweet. back from Canada. Technically three. The first conversation was with Father Mike Rapp. Who okay. <laughs> this summer is affectionately known as the Grizz. Only for this summer. Only for the summer. He gave himself a nickname because he bought a hat. Enough. So um, Mike, Father Mike Rapp, he almost misses this flight. Mm. I have absolutely no idea what he was doing, but he's like, Shocking. the lady is like, you need to board the plane immediately. And I'm like, he's he says he's in the terminal, and she's like, he has five minutes, and then she's like, you have two minutes. <laughs> You have one minute, and then he just walks up. Uh, and so, this is so the Grizz. Yeah, and then he just smooth talks her, like, you know, kind of kind, whatever. Then this girl sitting right behind us, okay. he strikes up a conversation with, we sit down in the front of the plane. We're not even, I mean, it was the plane to International Falls, so it's not like there was a first-class section. Right. But there were two seats in the front of the plane, and nobody was sitting in them, and we knew we were the last two people on, so we just sat in there. Nice. And I think the lady was just happy that we got on the plane. So we sit down. On either side, like uh, the front two rows are open. And Mike starts up this conversation with this beautiful woman sitting right behind me. But it's like, he's just being the grizz. And I'm like, he sounds like he's flirting with this chick. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, shut up. So then, so then he's like, so what are you eating? And she's like, it's a, um, what is it called? Um, oh, dang it. Zebra it's cake? A, a superfood... Like oh. a superfood kind of bean uh, keto diet thing. Yeah, yeah, keto. And but it, I mean, it was like it was like a I don't know. It was like made of all these different things, and she's like, "My boyfriend hates it," and he's like, "Why don't you give me some of that?" I was like, she doesn't <laughs> want to give you her like freaking superfood <laughs> bar. And then Mike's just like, "Come on, come on, I haven't eaten breakfast. It looks pretty tasty. Uh, if I don't like it, I'll give it back to you." And this girl eventually gives him his thing, oh, wow. and I'm just like, "Mike, you are a total creeper." 
Leave this chick alone. And so finally we get off the plane. She has no idea that we're priests, whatever. Uh, but that was, that, was, that was Grizz Mike. That was uh, Summer Mike at that one. But then on the way back home, on the way back home from International Falls, uh, I sat next to two guys. The first conversation that I had from International Falls to Minneapolis was with this guy. I think his name was Brian. He's from uh, North Carolina. And I was of the mindset that I'm like, I am like totally behind on The Office. I need to pray uh-huh. all the hours of the brewery. Oh, I thought you meant the TV show The Office. No, no, no. I'm just going to stay <laughs> Prayer completely, office. completely quiet and just read. So I do office of readings, morning prayer, uh, daytime prayer, and, um, and I'm just flipping through. And, you know, it's a pretty short flight. So I was able to get a lot done. And this guy says to me, um, are you reading it? Are you reading it for the first time or reading it for a refresher? That's all he said. Hmm. Um, and, I, and I was like, oh, um, I'm just doing my prayers. And he's like, oh, are you, a, are you a minister or something? And I'm like, yeah. So I start up a conversation with this guy. And he's a wonderful dude, hmm. like, like very educated, humble, kind, whatever. But I asked this guy a question. I said, what advice do you have for, for married couples? Like, Because he's been married for a number of years, has okay. two kids. Um, and uh, he works, his wife stays at home. I said, what advice do you have for married couples? He goes, I don't know anything. He goes, I really, he's like, I don't, I don't have any advice. And I'm like, no, you've been married for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you love your wife. You love the Lord. What advice would you say? And he just had, like, four or five points hmm. that were just amazing. Hmm. I'm not going to share them now because it'll come out later because nice. we're doing this marriage retreat nice. at um, St. Elizabeth Ann Seton in Fort Collins. Yes. So I'm going to talk about it then. Are you doing the same time I'm giving my talk? or I haven't looked at it. Okay. Don't tell Deacon Don. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know, I know, I'm giving two talks. I just it didn't look like. When are you giving a talk? I think like I'm, we're we're giving one separate from each other, and then we're giving one at the same time as each other. So anyway, yeah. So this guy had had evident wisdom to share. Hmm. He didn't realize how wise or like how virtuous he was, and I was really edified by it. Hmm. And he didn't try to convert me. I didn't try to convert him. We both were able to benefit from the conversation. And before he left, I was like, I want to give this guy 50 bucks to take his wife out, mm. to, out to dinner. Yeah. And we were, we got off the plane and I like, I had stuff everywhere. Plus we had fish. Mike and I were flying back with oh. dry iced fish. Right, right. So I had to make sure I got that. Plus I had to make sure that the Grizz actually got off the plane because he was just, you know, <laughs> screwing around. Um, but I missed Brian. <laughs> Okay. And I, I felt really bad because I wanted to honor this guy, not with money, mm-hmm. but like say, take your wife out to dinner. Yeah. Have a great, you yeah. know, have a great time. So if that dude, if that dude listens to the podcast, I owe you 50 bucks, you got to prove to me that you're Brian from North Carolina <laughs> and not just some, sh- you know, schmo or whatever, <laughs> that you know, looking it. for 50 bucks. Yeah. Um, but that to me was like one of the best conversations that I had where... He acknowledged, like, we're both different, yeah. and uh, he, wasn't, he wasn't trying to talk me out of anything, but it was a mutual appreciation. Yeah. And I think that's one of the keys to uh, a good airport conversation, a good mm-hmm. airplane conversation. Like, don't just come with your agenda. 
like and try to tell somebody you know this that or the other right they don't want to hear it it's like right. two hour flight three hour flight one hour flight they don't need you to try to talk them out of whatever right. but to try to come to an appreciation of who this person is sitting next to you i mean i like you know he had kids he had a, you know he had a love for his wife he you know he, he prayed the scriptures i'm like i can like i could sit next to this guy for eight hours and I think we would continue to have great conversation. Yeah. But he was not Catholic. Not to Yeah. I think too often we we say things or engage with people, especially people that have no real bearing on our life, people that we've met once or that we we'll, don't think we'll see again, and we say what we think are all the right things because it'll make us feel better. Mm. Like we're not actually engaging with them. It's just like I can then think to myself and I'll feel better about myself because they were, they were, they believe this way, and I believe this way. And at least at some point in the conversation, I said that. I like, I, I, I did my evangelical duty, but it never really considered what might actually soften this person's heart. It makes me feel better to say I walk away saying I said everything I I should have said, but it it never really took their disposition, their temperament, their life situation into consideration. And uh, I mean, I know people that do that in the, within the pro-life movement. I mean, they, they do these things because it's like, I can s- tell people I am pro-life because I do this, I carry signs and, and I do these things like this, but we are all pro-life, of course. Well, I mean, you and I. So there's, but are, are we meeting the people where they are and we are engaging with them even to the sacrifice of our own contentment about the extent to which we've contributed. Yeah, I find I find that you can actually ask them questions about what they believe and why they believe right. it and, and who they are and what they care about. Like I think you're gonna get to much closer to the heart of the matter than you would get to um you know somebody else. Yeah. Where it's just like I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my spiel and right. I've not. I haven't learned anything about you. Yeah, you know what though? I want to say one thing about about this podcast. Actually, there's been so many times where I have met people in airports, at bars, at coffee shops, and I don't have like a business card on me, and they're probably not going to come to my parish. Exactly. But I can say right. Catholic stuff. You should know podcast. This happened the other night. I don't know your name. Don't even didn't even you know, introduce myself, but there was some guy sitting next to me at the bar and I was chatting with the bartender because he knows this podcast. He's not, he's, this guy, this is Alex from Viale. He's mm-hmm. never walked into a church in his entire life. Ever. Ever, ever. He said, I dated a, a um, where was she from? Anyway, he dated a woman from like Central America for like a year. And she was Catholic, but he never walked into a church the entire time. He's, this man has never been in a church. And, and so, anyway, he knows of the podcast because it's easy enough to find. You go on iTunes, you go on Facebook, right. whatever. Mm-hmm. But then, so he's telling, he talked to me about the podcast. And then the guy sitting next to me, we never even introduce ourselves, but I'm wearing my collar. And as he leaves, he's from Seattle. He's here on a business trip. And he's chatting with some girl who's also for, on this uh, same convention. And uh, and as he walks off, he goes, "What's the name of your podcast?" And I was like, "Catholic stuff you should know." It's it's like Business it's so cars. nice to have something to say. Look us up, Google it, you'll find it. Like 
shout like right now. If you say to Alexa, Alexa, play Catholic stuff you should know. She will play Catholic stuff you should know. Alexa and Google, all devices. All you have to do is say to them, Alexa or Google, play Catholic stuff you should know, and they'll play our most recent podcast. Alexa, buy paper towels. (laughs) (laughs) She'll do that too. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I mean, I agree. Like, a lot of times, if I, I'm not going to be able to get into my parish, but like, I can suggest the podcast. Yeah, and then exactly. all of a sudden, you know, it gives them a window into it and, um, you know, they can take it at their own pace. It's really helpful. Yeah. But that was the first conversation. And I think one of the keys to a good, short intro conversation with somebody on a plane, bus, train, yeah. subway, whatever. I mean, if you're going to spend that much time with the dude, you know, you might as well, you know, like have something of a good conversation mm-hmm. instead of just, you know, popping in your earbuds and right. conking out. There's a time for that. But um, mutual understanding, mutual respect, like come ask questions about their life. Yep. And then not you're not commenting on what of who they are, but you're getting a picture of who this person is. And then the other thing is ask them, what advice would you have for me? Yeah. Like if you if you're going to tell me something to do. Yep. What would you say? Yep. And I, I didn't tell this guy you need to become Catholic. I told him you need to have date night. Yeah, with your yeah, wife. With your wife, and absolutely. Um, which I think he, I think he already did. I don't even think I told him that. But um, oh, I talked to him about tithing. Mm. I talked to him about tithing and said, you know, trust in the Lord that He'll provide, even if you give Him more. You yeah. know. Um, but you know so what? That, was, that that same thing holds for homeless people. Yeah. Like if you're doing any ministry to people sure. that that is ministry, just ask them what advice do you have for me in my life situation? What wisdom do you have when you when you approach someone that you're ministering to, and you ask them, "I'd like you to also minister to me. I'd like to I'd like to take something from this. Like, what can you tell me? Whether it's how can I love you better, or how can I love people better, or, or what what is your hobbies? What what do you do best? What do you yeah. what are you confident about? And what can you share with me? Um, I, I found when you're ministering to people, like what advice you have for the situation, that can really have a certain level of um, you know equality yeah. to the relationship, which is of course beautiful. Yeah. So that was the first conversation. Second conversation was from St. Paul to Denver. Okay. Now St. Paul to Denver's flight was bad. Oh. We were supposed to leave at 8.40. Okay. Flight gets delayed six times. What? Like, we received six different text messages about when the flight is leaving. Oh, and my gosh. I met a lady who was a judge for Jefferson County, oh. and she was like, I'm going to go up to those people and give them a piece of my mind. And I was like, oh, no. Um, and turns out she was from Arvada. I wonder Liz. if I just went to court with a friend. No. He was on his fourth DUI acquaintance, I should yeah. say. Yeah. Jeffco. Jeffco. And a woman. She was a woman. And she was very, very friendly. But the moment she gave the sentence, uh-huh. which was two <laughs> years of work release, yeah. which is amazing for a fourth DUI. Yeah. Two years of work release. So he has to go to jail at night or to community corrections at night and gets to work during the day. But as soon as she laid down the sentence, like the guards just took him away, and so it was. It was the honestly, it was the oddest thing to 
like have a very friendly conversation because I I gave a little spiel about how much I knew him and what he had done with his life. But as soon as she said that, he was taken away. Like we didn't get to hug him, we didn't get to say goodbye. It's nothing. It, it is. It's yeah. exactly what it was. But it was it was odd. But anyway, maybe it was her. Could have been. She was a fun lady. I liked her. White, if I, if blonde. I was going, if I was going to jail, if I was going to jail, I'd <laughs> like like her. She was she was funny. Um, so, anyways, flight gets delayed six times. First, it's you know like eleven thirty. Then it's ten twenty. Then it's nine thirty. Then it's mm. back to eleven forty. You know, so we didn't even take off until eleven forty. Wow. So it was late. Yeah. Um, so I get on the flight, and I'd been holding these free coupons. From Southwest. For drinks. Southwest had been sending my coupons to the wrong address. Oh. And I didn't get them for years. Come on, yeah, Southwest. Exactly. Well, I mean, it was my old parish address, but I updated my credit card, but they never updated my rapid uh, rewards okay. account. So I finally figured out Southwest sent me 16 <laughs> drink coupons. And I was like, oh, yeah. So I had all these drink coupons, and I was like, all right, I'm going to throw one to the Grizz. Nice. We're sitting apart. Nice. Um, and I'm gonna. I sit in the front row. I sit in the the front row where you can't um, you can't put anything under your seat. Okay. You know, and that was perfect because right. I still right. had to finish my brewery. So I'm finishing my brewery with my drink coupon in it. Okay. <laughs> and uh, that's got to look pretty funny. That's so know? companions of Christ. Pretty much. Yeah. I'm praying <laughs> evening prayer and I'm holding holding this drink coupon as a bookmark. And uh, the guy next to me, you know. He, I order my drink. He orders his. Um, I got a vodka tonic for the first time ever. Mm. I mean, like, what is that? Not a fan. I don't know. Like, it just tastes like tonic. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to order a vodka cranberry, but I didn't want to sound like a total wuss. <laughs> uh, and plus, I knew the cranberry juice was going to make me go to the bathroom. And I was like, even though I'm super close, I don't like peeing on a plane. Um, so, anyways, this guy notices that I'm a Catholic. Okay. And... Uh, we start a conversation, and as it turns out, he's a Catholic hmm. and uh, used to work for the Catholic Church. Hmm. And he had a very different experience, a very different experience of the Church. Hmm. And it was important because this guy had a lot of beef with certain things in the Church yeah. um, because of things from his past, because things from the present, things that he'd seen in his work life, things that he'd seen happened to friends and family, um, just all really bad. Mm. But instead of trying to talk him out of, like, you shouldn't feel these things and you're actually wrong, I just had to listen to this dude yeah. and just say at the end of the conversation, it sounds like you've had a lot of pain. Mm. You've had a lot of pain in your life, and it doesn't sound like that's from Jesus. Mm. Um, and it was amazing because... Again, this dude was saying like some pretty harsh things against, you know, the bride. And and I was kind of left in a position of uh I don't know what to tell you, man. I really don't. Hmm. Um but I was able to hear him in a way that I think was helpful. Um and I and I I just say that in part because right now, as we've said before, uh in our in our last podcast there's a lot to be angry or sad or frustrated about with the church. Yeah. And a lot of these old wounds are coming up, history, people who have had, you know, friends or family that have been rejected or or hurt uh deliberately uh, and like even seriously abused by, you know, people in the church or people in power um or they've been uh kind of mistreated 
or felt mistreated. And I, I wouldn't say now's the time to just talk people out of their pain. Yeah. Now it's time just to listen. Just listen. And it's almost the same thing, mutual respect, only this time it's, um, it's allowing them to share their story and then to say, um, that, sounds, that sounds pretty hard. Yeah. And I'm sorry for that. Um, to be an ambassador for Christ, where you can be a minister of reconciliation, and not just try to ameliorate everything, but to say, it's not forever. Yeah. And um, there was a part of me that really longed for the conversation that I had with the first guy um, in the, in, uh, in the first flight, the non-denom guy. Yeah. But it was also beautiful to be able to speak the same language around uh, the church, the mass, yeah. serving mass, um, going to confession, all that stuff. Um, but to be able to hear somebody say, this is why it's hard for me. Yeah. So the one guy was totally faithful to his non-denom church. The other guy wasn't faithful mm. and I think was still mm. trying to answer why. Yeah. And I, all I could say to him was, it's reasonable for you to be angry or for you to be sad, but it's, it shouldn't be forever. Yeah. So. You know, it is so hard, like, being on a plane when you're with people from other states, other cities, other dioceses, and, like, when I meet someone that is that broken on a plane, I just want to say, move to Denver, come to Holy Protection, sure. and I'll love on you. Like, I will... I will go way out of my way. I will give everything to make you feel and to live and to experience the love of Christ that me and my community can give you. But you can't. They're they're not all from Denver. You know, they're they're, they're not all able to do that. And so that there's that we have to have a certain trust in Jesus Himself. Right. That he's going to love on this person. Well, one of the interviews I did in California was with a um, oh, what? What's the retreat for middle schoolers? Uh, Kairos? No. Tech? No. For this is school? horrible. It's a, they they do like middle retreats for middle schoolers. Um, oh, they're missionaries. Anyway, people are yelling it in, into the compu- into the speaker right now. Um, Net. Net. Thank you. Yes, NET. What does NET stand for? National Evangelization Team. National Evangelization Team. They, they, some of them do, if not all of them, do retreats for yeah. middle schoolers. Okay. And so um, I, I interviewed this guy in California. It'll come out. We'll put it out soon. Yeah. But they, they were, he pretty much said, it's really hard doing retreats for middle schoolers because you bond with these kids over a weekend, and then because of safe environment rules, you cannot keep in touch. Right. You can't share information. You can't sure. share social media. Like that's a safe environment, and so so it's like you have to tag out to Christ. You have to say, "Jesus, take it from me." You're like I I have I I love this kid. I want him to grow closer to Christ. I want him to have a happy, fulfilled, faithful life. And I cannot keep in touch. Yeah. I can. There's no way I can make sure this sure. kid had this life. But but so I have to say, Jesus, you love him more than I do. You can care for him more than I can. You 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 can follow him around. You can you can dwell in his heart. You can you can give him salvation. And in heaven, I'll know this kid. I'll you know we'll be we'll be close. But there there is a, a certain beauty to having the the trust in Christ to be able to say, right. I may never see this person again. I'll give him the name of the podcast, whatever. But at some point, I just say. 
Jesus, he's yours. Right. He's completely yours. I'm going to step out, and I'm going to pray for the guy, and that's all I can do. Yeah, we're playing the long game. Yeah. And this encounter, I think, was a positive one for mm-hmm. him. It was certainly one for me. Yeah. I mean, there were times where I was just like, dude, it sounds like you got a lot of... You got a lot of caustic, you know, frustration with, with things that I, I, I don't think you need to have a frustration with. Yeah. But like, as he continued to share, I was like, and that that pain comes from somewhere. Yeah. It, it comes from somewhere, some experience, some rejection, whatever. And it's just like, you know what, man? Like, I'm glad that we had this had this talk. Yeah. And um, we shook hands, and that was it. Nice. And uh, I'm just grateful that uh, in some way. Um, I can be just a, a priest in all of those circumstances without being like a formal, like, um, you know, in my collar, let me tell you mm-hmm. exactly what, what you need to know. Um, but also standing up for the truth. I mean, but we got to do it in a way that's not just, well, you're wrong. And right. this flight's only 20 minutes more and, you know, screw you. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know that Curtis Martin, uh, the president of Focus, like he told us as missionaries, like he's on the plane a lot, mm. and sometimes people are like, "So what do you do?" And he's just like, Ugh. "Like here we go." Right. And and he would always tell us as missionaries, always be ready to give a reason for the hope that is within you. Mm. So you should be able to give a three to five minute testimonial yeah. of what Christ has done in your life, why Christ is real, and why you should follow him. Yeah. And I think that is really helpful. Mm. But don't wait until. You know, three to five minutes. Like, right. if you if you if you're prepared for it. Now, I mean, there are some times where it's like I don't want to be bothered. I want to read my book. I want to eat my peanut butter M and M's. Yeah. I want to listen to my you know, Nickel Creek. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> you know, I'm living my life. Yeah. Um. So, uh, but I but I think it's helpful just to see like these kinds of conversations, these kinds of of encounters, um, may in fact add up to something much greater. Absolutely. One could actually say they could be more than you realize. (laughs) (laughs) There is, I I think that that is honestly, even more than like being a pastor of a parish, that there is something about the small encounters of of being a, a priest or a Christian or a Catholic and meeting people where they're at and and not... You know, whatever they're doing, the Holy Spirit needs somebody to be a prophet and a missionary and yeah. an evangelist in that moment. And and you can say the smallest thing, you know, and just the, the Holy Spirit can use us in such small ways. But, you know, that's why I feel bad about sometimes not wearing my clerics on a plane because I'm like, it's yeah. such a place of, of missionary evangelical movement. Right. But like some days I just like, I just need to sleep. But I, I shouldn't, I mean, I shouldn't. I should just sleep in my clerics, you know, let the Holy Spirit, you know, give me rest if I need it and don't if I don't. And yeah. I think you'll discern it well. Yeah. There are times for it. You know. There is. Sometimes anyway. those conversations wouldn't happen if you weren't in plain clothes. Sometimes they would right. happen yeah, if you were in true. clerics. So. That's true. So anyways, be ambassadors for Christ. Yeah. Uh, fly All the, the time. Skies. All the time. Um, uh Definitely sign up with Southwest credit cards. Get some, uh, <laughs> I needed it myself. Free drinks. Anyways, shout outs. First and foremost, this one's long overdue from July 24th, uh, 2018. Dear Father Nathan, here is a picture of you uh, scootering over a green python. May I please have a <laughs> shout out? I've seen this. I love I it. I just love the podcast. <laughs> I want to be a priest. Love, Patrick Miller. 
from Bozeman, Montana. Age eight. Age eight. Um, I'm going to tell uh, them to post this picture as the uh, as the picture for this podcast. It is sweet. I am like doing a wheelie <laughs> over this green python with a massive mullet. So nice. well done, Patrick. I sent you a letter uh, and to Bozeman. Hopefully you got it. And I know you've been waiting for your shout out. Thanks again. That was the best get well card I think I received. That's awesome. Is that all you got? I got more. You want to alternate? Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give next. Uh, shout out to uh, Theodore Suchu and Evaristo Gomez, who uh, both from Seattle, Washington. They came through Denver, stopped by, and we are the only three at Morning Prayer one morning, so I took them out to breakfast afterwards. Um, but uh, jelly. We went to jelly. Of course. Nice. Of course we went to jelly. Um, and uh, so uh, Theodore is f- in junior year at Steubenville, I believe. And Evaristo is starting his first year of seminary for the fraternity of uh, St. Peter. Yep. Nice. FSSP. Cool. In, uh, in Nebraska. So God bless you, Evaristo, in your discernment and your formation. And Theodore, God bless you in your college time. And uh, again, thanks, guys, for stopping in. You have more? Yeah. This is, it seems like the old days when we used to go back and forth, but I have like five, so go ahead. We've got to make sure keep them short. So yeah. I gave a shout-out to Dr. Sheila, uh, my physical therapist, <laughs> who I was explaining to uh, Father Michael was like, um, like, yeah, just contorting my, my elbow into a position that I did not think it was possible yes. for me to not scream. Um, and uh, so I think I've come up with the perfect analogy for her and this other physical therapist. So okay. I thought my physical therapist was Dr. Sheila. Okay. However... Um, for some reason, she only works like a number of days a week. Mm. So all the days that I've chosen recently have been with uh, Dr. Megan Brunel, okay. um, who is the the other specialized hand therapist um, at, at Mountain States. And I would call them the sweet and sour team. Okay. Megan is sweet. <laughs> She's like, are you doing okay? Do you need some ultrasound? <laughs> like maybe do like five push-ups on an inclined plane and like stretch this little stretchy band yeah. you know don't like, hurt yourself you know, don't, don't hurt don't, yourself don't you know? go overboard like you know you're doing great encouraging <laughs> Dr. Sheila comes back and she like she like puts me in like the figure four from you know like a British Bulldog and WWF and I'm just like what the heck um, and then they have this other dude um, who is there like so they have these interns uh, who just need hours to learn how to be physical therapists. Oh, okay. So they pretty much make them do all the grunt work. So I told them I'd give him a shout-out, too. So to Marcus Chavez, Marcus Chavez from Fort Collins. Nice. Um, he, um, he's a good dude. Cool. So to Megan, Dr. Megan, Dr. Sheila. Sheila Dr. Sheila realized how awesome this podcast is because after we gave her a shout-out, oh. like four people reached out to her and were like, <laughs> do you know you were just talked about on this thing? Um, so she... She was like blown away, and now uh, she said that it's her um, walk the dog podcast. So when she walks the dog, uh, she listens nice. to the podcast. That's a long and, walk. And she says, "You guys are hilarious, and sometimes I learn things." I'm like, "That's pretty much our motto." I get that a lot. All right, uh, I want to shout out to Greg Henderson again, my buddy from college who uh, lives in Houston and uh, came up to visit family and stopped by to see me and I drove to Fort Collins and he gave me he gave us Feisty Spirits which is a uh, distillery in Fort Collins, Colorado Feisty Spirits a Better Days bourbon so 
he knows us well. We like our bourbon. So shout out to Greg Henderson and your beautiful family. Um, you've done so much since college, buddy, and I'm proud of you for all you've done with your family, especially your job, etc. Also, shout out to uh, Trevor Williams, pitcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates again. Second shout out. Um, this guy has a podcast uh, with he and his friends on the team, yeah. and it's called IMHO, In My Humble Opinion. And they do, they do, it's a 100% banter podcast. They do countdowns for like top 10 cereals, top 10 cars. What, what, no. And I listened, the only one I listened to yet, I'll listen to other ones, buddy, but um, the only one I listened to was the, uh, I texted him and said, like, well, how do I start? And he's like, well, listen to, uh, yeah. The one on uh, what meal do you want before you Last get executed? Meal. Exactly. Last meal. And it's like, so they, they, they talk about if you're going to be executed, what do you want? Yeah. Appetizer, meal, drink, and dessert. Perfect. And it was hilarious. And I great. will think about that, but I will tell you, I hope that Quaker O's made it on the list of top 10 cereals. Quaker O's and uh, Waffle Crisp. Wild. Okay. Now, so the, the other one, I, I it wasn't... It wasn't cars. It was um, ser- uh, cereals and video games. Oh, I mean Star Fox sixty four, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. I, I I told him I said if you don't mention Fruity Pebbles or Mario Kart sixty four, Mario Kart sixty four is I like will take like personal offense. One. Yes, Mario Kart sixty four is amazing, but Fruity yeah. Pebbles, come on, I, I I have some in my cabinet right now. I'll probably have a bowl of Fruity Pebbles before I go to bed tonight. I'm 40 years old. <laughs> have you had Waffle Crisp? I don't know. I don't oh, think man. so. Oh, man. That was a wild really? cereal back in the day. I don't like French Toast Crunch. Um, I don't like s'mores. Uh, but, man, Waffle Crisp was like... Waffle Crisp. I'll check it out. Just because I love you, I'll check it out. All right. So, all right, folks. Uh, it is 1020. Uh, I think it's time to go to bed. Oof. Uh, Catholic Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. Check us out. Like us on Facebook. To all the students at uh, University of Alabama and to Coach Saban. <laughs> Roll Tide. Roll Tide.